When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Do not go gentle into that good night. Poetry, I feel, is a tyrannical discipline. I was trying to tell a story. The book came to me in a sort of a haze. This is how to write a good short story. No hope, just booze and madness. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness. Now... Lend me your ears. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of Literati, a podcast about books and the idiots who write them. Now, we are beyond thrilled to have you, our listening audience, because, like ourselves, you're lovers of all things literary. And we do it all for you guys, the listeners who still believe in the power of reading and writing. Now, if you don't believe in the power of literature... Maybe this will sway you. I was once brought to tears by Philip Roth's Portnoy's complaint, and I'm talking full-on weeping, when I realized I was going to have to read the entire book if I wanted to pass eighth grade. I thought I could just read the spark notes, but my English teacher was a bit of a hard ass. I had to read the whole goddamn book, and that really upset me. And as for me, I'm always misplacing my tools and often have to use a hardcover book instead of a hammer when I'm, I don't know, say, putting up shelves to hold all my trophies from my full-contact yoga classes or when hanging up one of my many framed Fight Club posters. I'm collecting all of them. So now you know the true power of literature. Mm. And trust us when we say that art has the power to change the world. But in an interesting twist... The world also has the power to change art. Did you know that, Colin? I did know that, Michael. I'm the one who wrote this intro. I know. I'm just reading the script you gave me. Uh, Also, it says here that I should mention that I have a nasty, jacked-up face and a body that stinks like dead cheese. Oh, Michael, don't say that. You can't help it. Uh, Also, apparently, I would like to point out that uh, Green Book is my favorite movie of all time, and I thought it's Academy Award for best picture was very well deserved. Okay, Michael, let's not get off track. I mean, also, who knows if that uh, reference will still be relevant when this podcast comes out. I mean, we're recording it in 2012, so it should still be. Still should still be relevant. Anyway, let's get back to the matter at hand. Now, while art can bring about change and cultural shifts in the world, the environment in which art is created can also have an effect on the art that's being created. And not only that, but art can affect art. I mean, new artistic movements often arise as reactions to old artistic ways. Impressionism was a reaction to romanticism. The Dilbert cartoons were a reaction to postmodernism. Art is constantly morphing and changing. As an artist, it's important to look at what's come before and think, where can I go from here? How can I make it better? Yeah, things can get stale, and so a simple way to breathe new life into a worn-out style of writing that's no longer exciting is to combine it with something else old and worn-out in order to create something fresh and new. Think of it like an old, boring couple who aren't fun anymore and have nothing left to contribute to society. So they combine their lame, dusty old DNA, probably doing boring missionary position because they're so boring, in order to create a cool new kick-ass kid that's totally rad, and as a teenager will probably get into skateboarding and start cutting class to smoke cigarettes. So cool. So freaking cool. And within the art world, there have been so many examples of artists combining different styles or forms of artistic expression to create something new and exciting. Uh, Rap metal is an excellent example of this. Another excellent example would be rap rock. Yes! 
And you can do this in literature, too. You have the ability to create a literary equivalent of rap rock. Now, Colin and I are pioneers at the forefront of a new literary movement, and we're constantly innovating and on the lookout for hip new trends in literature. Exactly. Think of us like the corns or the limp biscuits of literature. Mm. And so now this is going to be an ongoing segment called genre bending, where Michael and I will take two old, out of date, no longer exciting styles of writing and combine them to make something new and exhilarating. For today's genre-bending segment, we're going to be facing our fears, so to speak, by combining poetry, which we hate with a passion and avoid at all costs, and horror, which fucking scares the shit out of us. So we present to you our Horror Haikus. And, guys, just a reminder, all of these can be found in our book of collected horror haikus entitled Something Wicked This Way Poems. Okay, here we go. First one. Blood splattered on walls. Escaped demons from inside. Night falls. Gremlins lurk. Okay, I've got one now. That that was great. Thank you. I really like that. Spooky. Very spooky. And also stuff. that kept the 575. Yep, format. 575, baby. That's how wow. I do it. Mm, nothing really speaks to me like hefty restrictions. Ooh, yeah. Okay, my turn. Hell's portal opens. Fire creatures walk amongst us. Evil reigns supreme. That is terrifying. Right? Yes. It's based off a dream I had. Oh, wow, no way. Okay, you ready for another one? Yep. Monsters are so bad. I hate their claws and big fangs. That one bit my face. Ooh. Right? Yeah, you really painted a picture. Yeah. It's like they're getting, these poems are getting better, it feels like. It's exactly like that. Okay, now let me try another probably much better one. Yep. Creepy spiders and cobwebs hanging from the roof. Gotta clean my house. I love ending uh, the first line on an and. It's a good way to say, hey, I'm writing a haiku. It's a cliffhanger in a way. All right, here's another one. Zombies are dead guys who will not remain buried, just like Jesus Christ. Hmm. Did you pick up on the subtle religious imagery there? I don't think I did. Well, it's there when you go back and look at it again. Okay, I might not have time. Fair enough. <clears throat> okay, and last one. Sunny day in a field. Cute puppies run to greet you. Just kidding, it's a pack of fucking monsters and they're gonna rip you to shreds, you little nerd. Whoa, that one was incredible. It does break the structure of a haiku in that last line, but I think it's still effective. Oh, yeah. I mean, I only broke the rule because I know the rule and I hate the rule. Oh, right. Yeah, it's like once you understand a rule and you like work within those restrictions, then you can break them. That's why I drunk drive. <laughs> That's because right. I know that the rule says don't do it. But now that I know the rule, I can break it. You can break it because you know it. Uh, but, you know, we have a we have a guest on who might be breaking some rules themselves. And talking about genre bending, they have combined two genres that I don't think I've really known that much about independently, let alone together. They mm. have written fantasy self-help novels. Bringing together fantasy and self-help? That sounds exciting. Yeah, that's very cool. Now, I believe the book is entitled something along the lines of Boys, 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 What's With All That Stuff They Do? And it might go on longer from that, but that's for the author to tell you. My one critique was going to be that title's not long enough. So please. I hope it goes on longer. Please welcome Cassandra. Hey, uh, yes, hello. Um, my name is Cassandra, and I am the author of several ebooks, roller coaster park pamphlets, only the fake Snapple cat facts, and popsicle stick jokes. Like, who's on first? Not your daddy, he got cut from the baseball team. But today I'm going to focus on my ebooks, which are all about living large and in charge, and you being you so hard the people want to slap your pussy off. But you can't slap Cassandra's pussy off, because it's sewn on tight as hell after my umbrella is a bike chair incident. Thank goodness for Obamacare. Yeah, not Obamacare. Obamacare is when I pretend to be my mom every time I go to the doctor since I'm 27 and clearly freelance. Damn, the 70s was something, huh? Now let me get my titties checked, Nurse Miriam, please. Today I'm going to read an excerpt from my self-help book titled Boys, Boys, Boys. What's up with all that stuff that they do? I don't really get it, Cassandra, but I want to. Can you help me? Question mark. 
It's a book that's near and dear to my heart and took me five hours to write, which is a long time and is a page and a half. But anything is a book if it goes swish swish. My audiobook features me making the sounds of the pages turning. And the sound of someone licking, you know, and when they get stuck. <laughs> 4D. Here is an excerpt. I once saw a boy tucking his shirt and I asked myself, hmm, why he do that? Did it used to be tucked and become untucked? Was it always untucked? And now he was like, hmm, I think I'd like a nice tuck. Was he insecure about his stomach? Did he love his stomach? Was his stomach a show-off? Was his stomach have secrets like the chamber from Harry Potter with the Horcrux? Was his stomach a Horcrux? Was he Voldemort? Was I a muggle even though I thought of myself as a wish for years? Or worse, was I a squib? Cassandra, quit looking at my dick, the boy said. Oh, sorry, my friend. I saw you tucking your shirt, and I got curious about why, me says. My friend had thought I was staring at his dick, but I wasn't. I was staring at his tuck. Cassandra, this is so dumb. I got to go. Then he left. The waiter came to drop the bill. I pick it up and see that it is for $1,000? My friend had ordered caviar, and I totally forgot. I didn't have $1,000, so I decided to run. But I had learned a thing or two about boys in the process. They don't always make sense. But at the end of the day, we all got to sleep. This is where people would clap. Epilogue. You know how everybody loves Raymond, but everybody hates Chris? Hmm, something to think about. Please check out my next ebook titled Sugar Packets as Hats and Other Fun Ways to Potentially End Racism in America. And my next roller coaster park pamphlet, These Things Are Tall and Fast? Shit, Daniel! Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you. My goodness. Mm. Cassandra, what a powerful reading. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me here. I have, I would say, at least a thousand questions. I, I know a thousand questions. Oh, wow. I've known what's, to have a thousand questions. What's also. one of them? When did I get here? Okay, uh, that's, that's actually one that we can yeah, answer. That's, yeah, uh, uh, about five minutes ago. And I've... did you get here? Ooh, good question. Uh, yeah. Colin and I were here a little bit earlier than that, about an hour and a half ago. Yeah. Why? Well, okay, I can see there's a line <laughs> of questioning. We had to record oh, I, the... I wasn't asking a question. I said, when? I was crying for a second. <laughs> oh, a small cry. It was a little cry. Just because you know that we were here so early, wasting our time in the studio was without it, you. Or was it more like crying out of boredom from uh, our story? I just got depressed thinking about birds. <laughs> huh. Birds are kind of sad, aren't they? I saw one that I thought was dead today, but it was alive. Oh, gosh, what a shock. What is a sadder fate for a bird? To be alive or to be dead? Hmm, both. Mm. Mm. You really can't win as a bird. You notice how all the pigeons, the, all of their feet are messed up? Every yeah. single pigeon? Yeah. They're all pigeon-toed. They all got stuck. Nasty, stuck <laughs> on, little feet. up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a little captain. And scaly, too, I gotta say. I know that's most birds. I think most birds, birds are... are dinosaurs. Yeah, that's true. Birds are dinosaurs. I wish they went extinct. Colin, uh, on and the I record, dinosaurs, birds. I wish dinosaurs stuck around, but I wish birds went extinct. Huh. Cassandra, there's a poetic um, nature to the questions you're asking. They're almost like these Zen cones that the question is the answer is the question, and I'm so perplexed, or mm-hmm. you're crazy. I don't think that you can call women crazy. <laughs> that In is fair. Yeah, you know Michael, what? Michael. 
Come on. That one's on me. I will admit fault and I won't talk for the rest of the interview. Ultimately, um, you you both invited me. So I believe you enjoy my work to some degree. Cassandra, I want to formally apologize. Thank you. And I'd like to rewind this. And I want to start with what I would call a carte blanche question. Yes. Carte blanche. Nothing's on the cart. It's a totally empty cart. Did you see that movie Blank Check? Where the kid gets Where a lot of money. the kid gets a blank check. And he spends it on trucks full of it Oreos. And fun stuff. Yeah. I always thought that kid was Macaulay Culkin. It's not Macaulay it's Culkin. It's not Macaulay Culkin. In it's my another head, little it's Macaulay blonde. Culkin. Another little Is it the one boy? from Home Improvement? How much money Whoa? did he How much money did he put on the <laughs> You know? <laughs> did you watch it? Blank Check or Home Improvement? Home Improvement. <laughs> yeah. My favorite character was Wilson because hat. I love mystery. The little hat. I think it's I think it the most intriguing thing is when there's something you cannot know. Boo. You know what's under that ghost's sheet? What <laughs> well, is the ghost said, in bed? You said boo. What's under the ghost when, sheet? Is when the do, ghost asleep? Yeah, when well, do ghosts sleep? Ghosts have sheets on them, right? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, usually ghosts are sleeping. Again, I feel like I just want to get back to the carte blanche question. Yes, empty cart. Nothing's in the cart. What? Let's put it in. Let's put something in the cart. When Let's go did shopping. you start writing? Seven. I was seven. Wow. So what was that like to be a seven-year-old making your way through literature? It was uh, it was very um, intimidating. Mm. There are a lot of people who are very good, but uh, I self-published. Mm, yeah. uh, I I would write things and uh, then I would put them in the Barnes and Noble when I would go mm. with my mother. I'd put them in stacks and say how much they were. Sneak and them sometimes in. people would go up to the front and buy them. And they'd say, why did you, this isn't from here. And they'd say, I'd like to get it. And Did, say, you, did you have to draw on your little like barcode on yes. the back? Yeah. And would that money ever get back to you? Uh, uh, no. Yeah, that's what's tough. It's, it is a cutthroat publishing industry. And if you're not in one of the big publishing houses, if you're self-publishing, often you don't get a penny of that. The Barnes and Nobles, the Waldens, the Borders, they will soak it all up. They, they took took it all. Um, they, took, they took all of my money. Uh, that's terrible. I, that's I heartbreaking. Wish I, I wish I had a publishing house. I just, I wish I had a house. I'm living in a tiny apartment. Yes. So and you're just you're just you're just renting out a bedroom and an apartment. You don't even have the whole uh, thing. I'm renting out a, a bathroom and an apartment. Yeah, that's kind of nice. It is. It's nice to have a place to go that's just for me. But it is it is cool because you you uh you share a you share a bunk bath with uh. It's a with, lofted. It's, it's a, a lofted bathtub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. So I'm on the second bathtub. <laughs> yeah, the higher a one. A bathtub above the bathtub. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Bunk baths, cool. Which I, it's a very, it's a very popular thing in in, in uh, France. In France, yeah, that's bunk bigger baths. Than. So, what were you writing oh, about sure. at age seven? <laughs> Wait, garçon, gracias. Cassandra, don't tell me your inside of my bag. Yes, I also have been to France. You're fluent wow. in French. Yes. Wow. That's yes. very impressive. Yes. Now, have you tried bringing your writing over to, I don't know what kind of bookstores they have in France. Uh, I don't know if they have Barnes and Nobles over there. Have you tried uh, bringing your work over there? Uh, I, uh, I've tried. They won't let me bring it on the plane. <laughs> really? It's kind of hard to get through TSA? It looks like a bomb. <laughs> really? So what kind of, how are you writing or packaging this writing? That makes All of it... my books look like bombs because huh. they're going to explode your brain. Right, of course. That <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, a metaphor. And that's, that's, yeah. that's so yes. frustrating here that they just don't get that. A lot no. of Collins writing looks like EKG machines because they're going to break your heart. That's, uh, that's smart. That's very wise. And a lot of my, my writing looks, uh, when I bind it, it looks like a big uh, leather boot because it's going to kick your ass. That's nice. It's good. It's And it's, it's a good, good way to... have packaging that matches what you're going <laughs> yes. to get. Especially when it's either literal or figurative. I got to ask, were the books that you were putting in Barnes & Noble, did they look like moms <laughs> as well? No, they, uh, they looked like uh, meat. They looked like meat? Meat. 
Oh, they looked oh, like you. Okay. Okay. That's like fun. like full full size. I cut them out to look like a little me. Oh, like a little you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I wrote inside of me. Did you? They did, were about I'm me. creeped out. <laughs> <laughs> did it look like like uh like if you uh. Pull the the like books across that it like looked like your across eyes were just like yeah like your eyes were just looking over yeah, the book, were you, bookshelf. Would, if you open up this book, did it look mm-hmm. like ripping open a human being? A little bit, yes. Weird. That was the that was the goal. Why would you do that? Um, to uh, provoke thoughts in the minds of the viewer. Art has to provoke people. It has to. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, what are you doing? I wanted people to feel like they were digging inside of a seven-year-old. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, isn't all uh, when you're reading someone and when you're engaging with someone's art, you're digging around in their insides. Yes. Grabbing at what they can, taking out what they like. And just leaving this exquisite corpse afterwards. Yes. So, Cassandra, that was you at seven. You were writing (laughs) Mm -hmm. these books. Mm -hmm. Uh, What brought you? I want to hear, like, who were your inspirations at that time? Did you have teachers teaching you to write? Was it just you soaking up the world? Uh, I had some teachers, uh, uh, Mrs. Flynn. <laughs> okay, so oh, Mrs. Flynn. Wow. Great. So she had a big impact on on your life. Yes, yeah, she's taught uh, science. Okay. Okay. Cool. So uh, you kind of pulled from the natural ta- world. Taught. Um, uh, she also taught PE. <laughs> Gym and science. And she was also the principal of the school. Wow, busy. Flynn, you was weren't busy. by any chance homeschooled, were you? No. Okay. Okay. So this is just 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 a school that where uh, Mrs. Flynn just had a bunch of different jobs. Yes, Mrs. Flynn was the science teacher, the PE teacher, and the principal, principal. of the school. Did she have any other jobs? No. No. Okay. okay. Colin, I feel like we're not asking the right questions. I, I really want to like I, get I th- into Cassandra's I, mind, and I feel like we're going in a linear path, and I think she is non-linear. Hmm? I think you might be right. Can I ask? Can I ask one before? I don't know if you, you have. Do you have a like you want, uh, Cassandra? Maybe. How old are you? Me. Yep. I'm 27. That threw me. Yeah, that you was were thinking what, yeah. like 11 or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or 100. I thought this Mrs. Flynn character might have been a, a more recent. Uh, no. <laughs> no. 27. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Cassandra, bread or water? <laughs> What is it? Bread or water? Bread or water? Yeah. Bread or water? Yeah. <laughs> bread or water? Okay, I'm still not asking the right question. Bread, bread or water? Bread or water? Well, I think you can actually... Bread or water? 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 water. Okay. Bread or water. Bread so if you're going to drink a water, you want it filtered. Yes. Are you starting to get it, Michael? I think I'm more confused than ever, but I do appreciate that... You talked about the swish swish that books make. Mm-hmm. There's a real tactile sound. What are some of the other? I just want to kind of riff on like what are some of the other great things that we love about a book? For me, I love the of a spine of a fresh yes. hardcover cracking. Yes. yes, yes, I like the smell of a book. Mm. It reminds me of when I went to my grandfather's funeral. Mm. Oh, that's sad. I'm Did sorry. he smell like books? He was a book. Uh, he oh. was a book. Okay. Interesting. No, that's uh, that is a joke. My grandfather was not a book. <laughs> okay, I was taking that at face value, but that makes a lot more sense. Yes, well, my grandfather was a man, and he surrounded himself with books. Okay, right so as he died, he soaked up a lot of that book smell and book yes. essence. Interesting. Yes, the casket was made of books. Oh, weird. Oh, yes, it was I, strange. I would like that. I'd like a casket made of books. I'd like a casket made of um, Kindles. Because then they can all you can also get TV on some of them. You can like put in load up movies and stuff. Are you planning to not die when you die? <laughs> Let's just say I'm uh, I'm not gonna place any bets too far in one direction. I'm just gonna say if things go a certain way and I end mm-hmm. up waking up inside of the coffin, I don't want to be bored. I'll put a puzzle in there, stuff like that. You don't want to be bored. You don't want to maybe live again. Go out. I would say I'm sort of uh, an indoors kind of guy. And I'm a little bit of a homebody. It's so. also, Michael, people 
put a lot of thought and time into that funeral. Exactly. It would be a little rude for you to like. Once I do something, once I cross a threshold, if I leave a party and I left my jacket, I the jacket's gone. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you should maybe think about getting one of those bells. A what? bell? You know uh, the bells? Yeah, the bells coffee? that you can ring. Yes, to let people know that you're still That's alive. That's a good idea. <laughs> so then when How people, do those bells work? There's, it's, there's a little string inside of the coffin. And then it goes, and then to it like goes all the way up the to the um, surface. And then there's a little bell that'll ring. And then if anyone's walking around the cemetery, you know, looking, seeing the dead and talking to a friend, maybe having sex for the first time. And then you ring the bell and they'll say... Oh, there's a ghost. <laughs> What's going on? I do. Oh, it must be the wind. <laughs> but then it'll keep ringing and then, you know, there'll be someone that's inside of a girl and, and, and she'll be like, oh, hold on. I don't want to lose my virginity with the ghost. So maybe let's check it out, Smith. And then her and Smith go check out the ghost. I gotta say, bold choice to lose your virginity in a graveyard. I yeah. feel like that's more of an experience, like fifth, sixth time. But I don't think it's bold. I think it's it makes a lot of sense for me, and it made a lot of sense for me and who I lost my virginity with. Congratulations. His name was Smith. Smith? Mm-hmm. Sounds like this might have happened to you in the graveyard, and you heard a bell. Yes. So did what you did, investigate? Yeah, what did you do? Yes, I, I dug... Into the graveyard, and then um, the grave man said, you can't do that here. And I said, someone rang the bell. He said, you did, can't just dig in a graveyard. That's illegal. Well, then why did they put a bell there? And yeah. then I tried to shove him, and Smith said, stop. <laughs> wow. Into, into an a, open grave? You assaulted an undertaker. Yes. And uh, the, I was banned from the graveyard. So what do you, what's going to happen when you die? Uh, Are you still not allowed? I'm uh, no, I'm not allowed in even after death. Really? I because I would have just assumed it was a lifetime ban. It's a it's an endless ban. It's a oh, forever no. lifetime death time ban. It's lifetime e- after etern- lifetime ban. Eternity ban. The only okay. problem with the bell thing for me is that when I'm in casts, when I'm in when I'm in graveyards where I'm around caskets, I typically wear my jacket that's covered in bells. So if somebody is ringing a bell, I won't hear it because I'm wearing my mourning jacket. You're wearing a jacket covered in bells. <laughs> yeah, I do it to scare away ghouls. Bell, it's a bell top. It's a bit of a bell top. Yeah, you it's know, a light spring bell top. Do you wear it with bell bottoms? And that's a joke. And no, but I don't say do you? No, bell bottoms haven't been in fashion for 13, 14 years. But that's, they're coming back. That can't be right. No, I think that's the think last that, I checked. I get Cosmo. That boot, math seems wrong. Boot cut jeans are coming back. Yeah, boot cut jeans are back in a big way. Cassandra, where do you get your ideas? <laughs> Me? Yeah. From the entire <clears throat> world. Okay. That's hmm. so all when of it, I, even even the Midwest. When I'm looking at the earth mm-hmm. through a a telescope that reflects back. <laughs> it looks out into the universe and then it bounces back an image of the entire Earth to me. What kind of telescope are we talking about? I have a good um, cousin at NASA. You got to get a connect. So, and he gave me this telescope. He said, "You can't tell anyone." Actually, would you mind um, deleting yeah, we'll, this? We'll, from yeah, we'll cut this out. We'll recording. cut this out. Of course. Yeah, um, absolutely. So my cousin gave me the connection to NASA telescope mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. lets you a, see out and then back. That's a good connection. Is there any way we can get a peek in this telescope? No. Okay. Is there? No. Okay. Um, what kind of stuff, what kind of crazy stuff have you seen? I've seen um, just, you know, the usual clouds. and Daytime. You know, that would be daytime. And the, the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just like the earth. Mountains, etc. Uh, but then you know, every now and then you get to see like a meteor go by, Whoa. or like um, uh, uh, you know, like a little uh, space yeah. ship. Oh, holy shit! Wow, you know. that's cool as hell. It's cool as fuck. I. It's pretty regular. It actually happens quite a lot. And um, and there's no way we can get a little peek into this uh, telescope. No. And they don't really like to go to Earth because, you know, we have a bad planet. Yeah. No, Colin, she's right. They're pretty busy. They say... They, oh, you've talked to the... They said they're pretty busy? They, they, they say, oh, we're not going there. 
Can you do when when spaceships go by? Can you do that thing like people do with trucks where they do the like the 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 pulling on the horn? Like, ha, ha. Yeah, like with yes, spaceships, but it's sideways. Oh, that makes sense. That's yeah, different. Yeah, I recently was using a telescope with a friend. This is true in Greenpoint, and we were looking brag. at the moon. Yeah, this is a bit of a brag. And I used my iPhone to take pictures through the telescope lens of the moon, of mm-hmm. the full moon. And I was so enamored. I kept looking, and I was showing my girlfriend all the pictures of the moon. Uh, and she got jealous because I was spending so much time and I made the moon photo, my iPhone background, and she got really jealous of the moon in these photos because I was so happy with it and wouldn't stop talking and looking at these photos and she was genuinely jealous. Did you replace a a picture of her as your background for the moon? Picture of her and I replaced it with the moon and then anytime I talked about the moon for a couple months after she'd get pissed. Have you thought about taking out the moon instead? You mean taking out, take out like go out, go on a, yeah, a go on a date with the moon? I don't love long distance She's relationships. Um, I heard there single. is, but I have heard there is a man in the moon. <laughs> I don't think there's a man in the moon. There's a man on top of it. Either way, I'm not confrontational, so I don't want to get into any sort of scuffle. I think yeah, Michael's not kill, a Michael's not a home Neil Armstrong. Okay, I could probably knock that guy right on his. I could Buzz. I could take Buzz Aldrin. I could take him. Why don't you murder them both? Yeah. Okay. We don't like to condone murder at the top of the podcast. We save that for the end. Yeah. For yeah, our yeah. section, who you're going to whack. <laughs> Cassandra, what's your favorite sentence you ever wrote? The favorite sentence I ever wrote. The favorite sentence I ever wrote. The favorite sentence that I ever wrote. <laughs> Cornered by a man outside of the store, I begged, begged, pleaded, could I have a slice? <laughs> I'd have to say that's my favorite sentence. Wow, that's evocative. Because you know what question it begs? Mm-hmm. Slice of what? And I'd love to say, but you'd have to read my book. Yeah, fair enough. You'd have to read that book. That makes a lot of sense. Which is a different book than the book that I read. So how many books have you written? Six, 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 seven, seven thousand books. Seven thousand books. It's been about um, 7,000 books that I've written. I like to think of, I think the, the, what books are, people describe books are, it's many pages, it's many things, but I think that books are also just a word or two. Okay. That's, you might be the first person I know who's written a one word book. Yes. (laughs) Or two, or two. One or two word book. That's some real John Cage shit. (laughs) Um, Cassandra, what is your job? The books. I do the books. Okay. Do the books. And you're making, so you're making money because Colin and I have been writing for a long time, but we haven't had any print or published a lot. Uh, yes, I'm very big in, uh, uh, Berlin. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, international markets. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. When it translates, it's very different and they say it's better. <laughs> It's like, like do you, how, do, how do you do you just like throw your book into Google Translate? I mean, these are sometimes I guess only a couple words or a couple sentences. You yes. Just throw it into Google Translate, or I got a good friend named Hans. You got a lot of good friends. Well, Christian cut, cut. Anderslun. Okay, Hans Christian Anderslun. And so this was the person who kind of helped you get your books yes. into the German market. Yes. Wow. How'd you meet Hans Christian Anderslun? <laughs> He was, um, Hans was, I met Hans, uh, outside of a Chuck E. Cheese, uh, mm. when I was a kid. And in was, Berlin? He was also a child in okay. the U.S. And I was talking to him and he didn't understand me and I didn't understand him. Um, but it was kind of fun. Children don't um, need to speak with words. Yes. And I pushed him and then he pushed me and then uh, I shoved him into a car and then he shoved mm. me into a car. This was outside of the Chuck E. Cheese. Our parents were <laughs> frantically looking for us both mm-hmm. and they <laughs> couldn't find us. And then we went into a hedge and we kind of did, you know, the mirror thing with your yeah. hands. In a hedge. You mirror each other's hedge, actions. And then we... Um, wrote each other's numbers in our oh. palms of our hands. That's sweet. Yes. And you um, stayed in touch ever since then. 
Uh, no, actually, mine sweated off and <laughs> I completely, I forgot the whole incident until uh, I ran into him at a bar when I was uh, very drunk and he was drunk. And, and then he shoved me and he said, remember? <laughs> and I said, Into a car? Yes. Yeah. And I said, oh, oh, Hans. <laughs> then you shoved and, him into a car. Yes. But then we, we started to make out and, wow. uh, and, and got very close. But then he said, I'm going to Germany. And I said, I'm a writer. And he said, let me take some back. And uh, he took some of my writing. And then he said, this is very good in Germany. And I said, what about here? Yeah, not so much. And he was uh, silent. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sometimes it's kinder not to say anything. I think so. But we're very close. He loves me a lot. um, But I'm never going to move to Germany. And he says that America is a shit didn't you, I, just like the aliens believe that the world is shit, everybody has something that they're above. And before you had mentioned this, uh, before we were on the air, that uh, that when you gave him some of your writing, mm-hmm. because they're shaped like bombs, mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. uh, he got in a lot of trouble for bringing those back to Germany. Yes, he's on the no-fly list. Yeah. That's also why we're never going to really work Did it out, to because take a he boat? has to stay. <laughs> Uh, oh, in, well, they let him fly back, but it's a no, it's a no fly back list. <laughs> no fly back list. So they yeah. let him in. I have so many questions. I guess one would be, do you still love him, and does it hurt to not be able to be near him? I miss him being inside of me. Yes. Oh, that's not really what I was asking. <laughs> I miss, I miss, I miss when he ejaculated. Oh in my me. gosh. Okay, this is primarily a podcast for children. I miss, I miss when I could feel his sperm entering my uterus, okay. trying to make a child. Yeah. But my birth control telling it stop. No, stop. no, no, no. Beautiful. Stop. That's beautiful. And kicking out each of his little sperm as they drip slowly out of my vagina, <laughs> and then I wipe it away and throw it into the toilet i have heard that's how it works that birth control is like a goalie and sperm is like a thousand soccer balls being lobbed it's very with exciting. the big mitts the yes. big mitts the big yes. goalie mitts like um like uh well i guess not me and him but you know whoever was the goalie on her team right i would love if i ever do get up to the moon i'm gonna just fuck one of those craters you're gonna put your penis inside of a crater in the moon if it fits yeah is your um is the crater very big or is your penis very small from here from earth when i look at the moon it seems like a perfect fit when i get up close who knows all the rules are off and i can't wait to hear back yeah Yeah, you're still waiting on uh well i'm on a no-fly list for nasa yeah and that was not my fault what did you do i well let okay so i was in cape canaveral Mm mm-hmm and they were going to shoot off one of the rockets. Yes. And I decided, hey, this looks like fun. I should get involved. I have mm-hmm. a lot of cool ideas. Like, don't well, you go like st- fireworks? And so, I like yeah. fireworks, and I thought, oh. okay, let's not go straight up. Let's maybe go once around the Earth, yes. real close to the ground, yes, and then go up. Yes. So I ran and I tied my belt around the waist of the spaceship. Mm-hmm. And I got pretty badly burned by one of the engines. Oh, no. And it ruined your belt. It ruined my belt. I was fine. Everyone on the spaceship blew up, which was tough because that was, it was an important one. Oh, no. I, similarly, I uh, am also on a no-fly list for NASA because I like to do 4th of July at uh, Cape Canaveral and buy a lot of we do buy a lot of fireworks and you set them off on the, yeah because I mean they, they got the open space yeah, and yeah, uh, a lot of space. yeah a lot of space huh. and uh, and uh, space to go to space exactly <laughs> you also killed one of the uh, dogs that they'd send to space <laughs> yeah I uh, and oh, got no. in a fist fight with one of the monkeys too yeah yeah oh, no. um, I uh, am pretty quick to anger around animals sorry yeah, yeah. you get mad because you're a you always say, "Hey, I'm going to start by trying to talk out my problems." Well, you can't. You can't. Not all of them can talk. And I just don't like that they're cuter than me. So, all cool. animals? Yeah, I yeah, don't all of know. Them. No, it's true. Yeah, even those ones that are fish from the bottom of the sea. They're scary. Yeah, but look at Colin now. Some of them are see-through. But Colin's at, not see-through. Almost. That's not very no. scary. He's Irish. <laughs> but so. that doesn't mean that he's see-through. Yeah, but in if the middle of the see- winter. 
If I could see his heart through his chest. I mean, the way he writes, you pretty much can. Oh, that was you doing a little joke. I was doing a little joke. Oh, that's so fun. Cassandra, <laughs> so your job, fun. you are a professional author, and I'm that's how you make your money. I'm a professional author, and that's how I make my money. In Germany. In Germany, I'm a professional Here, not so much. What's a day like for you writing? Do you have a, a specific process? Yes. Uh, first, I, I'll wake up, make a little coffee. And what is that the sound of? That's just the sound of the coffee going off. Um, oh, and <laughs> Go off coffee. Oh, yes. And uh, so that's the coffee. I pour it into the cups. Um, I'd like to pour myself too, even though it's just me. Isn't, isn't there something so romantic about coffee in the morning for a writer? Yes. Colin, what do you think? I would, I'd say so. You didn't ask me again, but I would just agree again. Well, you said yes. Oh, okay. Uh, Cassandra, do you think that there's something romantic about coffee in the morning for a writer? Yes. Oh. Oh. Mm. I guess I'll add a little milk. <laughs> Not too much. And a little bit of sugar. Oh, so perfect. No, you. I'm so cold. I'm sorry. You're so hot. Oh. Um. I wonder where all my friends are right now. Just kidding. The only important one is you. <laughs> I think so. Colin, same question. Uh, well, I similar, similarly, I, I don't know if this is what you were doing. I like to give each of the beans a little kiss before I put them in the grinder. What's that sound like? Well, those are very pert kisses. Uh, Michael, there's a lot of beans to get through, so okay. if you please don't interrupt me. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Long. Well, you get the idea. So yeah. I, I kiss all the beans. Wow. You kiss the grinder. I, I turn the grinder on, and then yeah. I try to kiss it. Well, you you can see my lips are all cut up. Yeah, yes. I thought that was just yes. yeah. the cold I winter. Notice. I thought also maybe you had lipstick on. They were really mm. red, like blood. <laughs> no, no, no. I uh, just like to kiss uh, quickly rotating blades. That's so sweet. Yeah. So you start your day, your mm -hmm. process of writing by making a cup of coffee, two cups of coffee. Mm -hmm. What's after that? And then I lie down, face down in my bed, and I scream for about an hour. Okay. Perhaps an hour and a half, depending on what I uh, <laughs> ate the night before. Um, but just to let the rage out mm. of the day. Mm. A primal scream. Mm. I just scream and scream and scream and I pound my arms into my bed and maybe I tear something. And then I get up with a big smile on my face and I start bouncing around and, and I play that song that's like... Oh, the Holland Oats. Yes, yeah. I play that song, um, except I um, do a parody of it. Okay. Um, now, I was going to ask, uh, I don't think we have the rights to the song, but I do think we're cleared for parody use. Yeah. Yes, I sing a parody of it, so I don't sing any of the lyrics. I just say, Cassandra, you gotta get up out of bed. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get up. Yeah, you do gotta get up. I also don't sing it in rhythm on purpose. Sure. Um, because I want to start my day unexpected. You're also parodying the rhythm and the melody of the song. Mm. I'm parodying the rhythm, the melody, the lyrics, so much so that you might say I've created my own song, but some people... <laughs> I wouldn't have looked at it that way. Right. It is a parody. Um, and you, then, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yes. no, no, no. I was going to say, you see it as a parody song. Mm -hmm. Someone, an outsider, might see it as uh, pure nonsense. But I don't think they would see it as nonsense. I think they'd see it as music. Mm, probably. So after I finish that, I, um, I get up uh, and I go and get my computer. I flip it open and I start to type. What kind of computer are you using? I'm using an Apple. 
Oh, great. That's really an Apple it's computer. nice to have something standard that kind of just like grounds us in this example so our readers can and our listeners can sort of like latch onto that. Yes, it's an Apple. A big Apple computer. So I just want to be clear. This is a Microsoft Apple MacBook laptop. Oh, it's not a Microsoft Did I Apple say Microsoft? Laptop. <laughs> we'll cut that. We've got to cut that out. I don't think we should cut it. The listeners deserve to know okay, the truth. They need to know. They need well, to know. Okay. What I was trying to say is it's an Apple MacBook it's Steve a, Jobs style. It's an Apple Steve Jobs <laughs> laptop. 13 inch, 15 inch. It's an Apple Steve Jobs 20 inch laptop. Okay, great. So that's uh, classic Apple, just an Apple laptop. The more you say it, the less I feel like we're on the same page. Yes, it is an Apple, an Apple, Apple (laughs) laptop. Great. A gala Apple laptop. (laughs) And are you using Google Docs? Are you using Words? Yes, Docs, Docs. And you ever do you ever go freehand on a pad of paper? Is it always the Apple Mac top laptop? Oh, mostly on the laptop, Apple sure. yeah. laptop. Mm, you know, using Docs, mm. Docs and Docs, notes and words, pages. I mean, this all checks out. Yes, it does. This all sounds like I am using technology computer lingo to yeah. make my work. <laughs> That's. That's so great. And I, I feel like that is an accessible uh, part of the process that everybody listening can also kind of latch on to. Yes. Now, Colin, I, we were talking a little bit earlier about genres. Cassandra, I'm wondering if you would say that there's a specific genre that you write. Yeah. It, uh, mostly, uh, it's mostly a fan- fantastic, <laughs> fantastical uh, fiction mm-hmm. and self-help. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of just like big kind of magical ideas. Yes. And then how do you make your life better? Yes. Yeah. Would you say that, because uh, w- w- just remind us again what the what the title of your book was. It was Boys, Boys, Boys. What's, what's up with, with all that what's stuff? What's up with all the stuff, stuff that they, they do? do? I don't really get Cassand- it, Cassandra, Cassand- but I want to. Can you help me? Question mark. <laughs> do you find, do you find that um, like, is it sort of a is that sort of a genre that you sort of find yourself writing in? Sort of a yes, relationship, helping, helping fantasy uh, self help. Yes, fantasy women self-help. understand uh, men and help men understand men and help anyone non-binary and otherwise to understand men. So men are men fa- are pretty confusing. There's a lot of things. So why would they tuck a shirt in? I don't know what's up with all the things that's are going on with them, and I don't think that everyone else does either. So this is too heavy. They might not even know. Do you have any questions? Well, we don't typically do this, but since Colin and I are both men, do you have any Which questions? Which I think, I guess it's this is the first time we're letting our audience know that officially. Officially, do you have any questions for us? Why? Why are you doing all of that stuff in the street? <laughs> I saw a guy. Rec- I saw a guy recently doing all this stuff in the street. Why was he doing all that stuff in the street? <laughs> Can you tell me why he was doing so much stuff in the street? I feel like it might be because he was a crossing guard. No, <laughs> or he, he had just seen the Truman doing Show. All maybe this stuff in the street. Maybe he was a skateboarder. He had a lot of hats and doing all this stuff in the street, and I just wanted to know was why. He, was he operating a vehicle of sorts? I guess you could say it was okay. a vehicle, but it really just looked like a trike, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to personally answer this question. <laughs> uh, what I would say is maybe he can, you know, he must just be a person living his life. So that was a person living his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that you you're speaking for all men in that moment. Yeah, yeah. a lot to of times that man yeah. man's moment. A lot of times uh, when men have stuff to do, we take it to the streets, and we're just going to do stuff in the streets. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so you would describe this as fantasy self help. Yes. Your book. So we're kind of we've been talking about genre bending and combining genres uh maybe we can think of some other new Ooh, genres that's a good idea while we're yes. here today okay yeah 
So uh, one that I was thinking about is I know like historical fiction is a big thing. I really thought it was cool to sort of take something I studied in school and throw in this fiction element. Science fiction is another oh, big one. Yes. Why not math fiction? Math oh, fiction. That's nice. That's well. Don't you think that is kind of like um, the 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 book uh, Laura? Uh, do you know the book? Do you know the book that is um. Oh, you know, they just did the movie on it, and it's the book, but it's a tesseract. Beautiful, not not a beautiful mind. No, no. it's a Mrs. What? Oh yes, a wrinkle Who, in time. A wrinkle in time. That was yeah. math that's, fiction. I think that's a math fiction well, book. Then, yeah. I've also read another math fiction book. I had to read a math fiction book once <laughs> in um, my high school, mm-hmm. um, by my teacher who also uh, taught. Miss Flynn. Dance. Mrs. Flynn. No, that's oh, a different teacher. Okay. Come on, Miss Flynn was busy. She couldn't yeah, take she on another was, class. She was gym principal and uh, science. Yeah, science. And my math teacher was um, Mr. Bow, and he taught math yeah. and uh, also dance. Sure. <laughs> well, and wait, what was the math book that he made you read? I math can't fiction? remember the name, but okay. it was about lines it wasn't, and But it wasn't a textbook, squares. though, right? It was not a textbook. No. It was meant to have a narrative. I guess and I was thinking fun. like two plus two equals seven feels like Ooh, math fiction. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was that kind of book. Okay, in fact. that's pretty well, then, goofy. Well, this one might be up Miss Flynn's alley. What about gym fiction? Mm, a person who could do a hundred push-ups. Gym fiction is pretty. Uh, that seems nice. Isn't that most erotica? I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess you. Can. I guess yeah, the I guess, physicality. Guess, yeah. 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 Okay. So it looks like a lot of these yeah. genres have already been. Bended. What about like a home ec noir? Oh yeah. Oh. Like a mystery thriller combined with home economics. Isn't that like the Hardy Boys or mm. like Nancy Drew? Yeah, because they're just sort of like living their day and learning how to be a person. But at the same time, they're also kind solving of, mysteries. Kind of yes. with a new genre is kind of difficult. What about, what what about a- um, pain secrets? <laughs> so okay, you're so combining it's... pain yes. with keeping a secret? Yes. And you want to make it a book? So like Ouch. what so so like what would this what would the what would the story be? My mother was at home and father didn't know it. And the baby was in the bath. But who was with the baby? It must have been brother. But brother couldn't tell mother. Mother would have killed brother. Oh my god. Wow. So brother had to Take the baby. Slap! <laughs> Papa had been struck by grandma, who was dead. But mother wouldn't come to the rescue for Papa. She was in the house unawares. Maybe something like that. Yeah, oh, that's I really love good. that. I love that. I'm fully into that and, idea. And yes. I love the use of question marks. Yes. In, yes. in, in uh, That's my favorite shape. <laughs> it's the best shape. Squiggle dot. Squiggle dot. I have one last uh, genre bending idea. What about an autobiographical mystery novel? Oh, yeah. Oh. Where it's sort of a story of your life, but you yes. really don't know what happened to you and you're trying to figure it out that's kind of exciting i guess that's kind of most autobiographies i love that people are piecing it together as they go yes so it'd be your own it's for you and it's for everyone else right it's your own autobiography yes but it's uh it's a it's a mystery so you're trying to kind of figure out how it ends yeah which you know to be fair it probably ends in death so you start with the end yes I no. mean, not, not necessarily. Well, you could you do one of question. you could start with the end, but then it's like in movies, and they're like, "You're probably wondering how I got in this situation." Oh, <laughs> maybe scratch. maybe something like uh, if it ends with death, maybe something like I came to. Mm-hmm. There's a little bell next to me in the casket. Inside of the you know, casket. And and that's it. How they, I can hear the faint sounds of teenagers having sex on top of me. Yeah. Happening just above. Yeah. Very brief, very yeah. quick. Which I think that could also be the title of your autobiography. I can hear boning just above. That's, whoa, shivers down do you my want, spine or someone else's spine. Do you want that spine. title? I would love that. Oh, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess okay. we're, I mean, Should we get was, to our segment, our, our final closing segment that we love? Yeah. 
Let's do it. So we have this new segment that we love and we've been mm-hmm. doing for a long time yeah. because it just is so fun. And it's definitely not just like a cheap way to try and get people to listen because it's really been mm-hmm. really important. been taken off. Everybody just fucking loves it. Uh, and yes. it's fun for us. Yes. And basically what we do is we reveal uh, the title of our upcoming book and yes. then the first sentence of it. Oh. So it's just sort of a fun yeah. teaser. And we really can't stress enough. Like it's been taking off like. Everybody's it's clamoring. Our, t- our love. Our it. listener loves it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I which, love you. Which listener. should we uh, just say hello? Well, I guess I yeah. don't know. No, we should. I say hello to again to yes. our our listeners. Hi, Hi mom. mom. And uh, so it's yeah. just good to check in. Yeah. Um, so I'll go first. Uh, yes. And I believe my title was "Suddenly I Hear Boning Up Above." Yes. So that's the title. This book is coming out. I would say this summer, except I've got a really busy spring. So we're gonna see. How quickly I can write. And then the first sentence of it is, yes. I open my eyes, pitch black. Well, I do sleep in a blacked out bathroom that I've been renting from a Ukrainian family in the Upper West Side. So that makes sense. But I can feel the walls around me. That's not normal. Hey, what's this thing in my hand? It's a rope. Pull it. <laughs> ring, ding, ding. Okay. I'm beginning to think I got buried. So that's just a little taste of how this book starts. <laughs> now, was that a sentence? <laughs> that's the opening sentence. Oh, okay. I'm just making yeah, sure I understand. Yeah, it's just one sentence. I write, I understand I write Virginia Woolf style, okay. stream of consciousness. You're just kind of writing. Into the river with pockets full of rocks. And I just want to, this, this is a quick writing tip for any new yeah. writers out there. Yes. If you find you got three sentences, mm-hmm. just pluck those periods out. Make it one. Make yeah. It one. Yeah. yeah. We are the world. Let's make the sentence one sentence. Yep. Uh, yeah, I feel like punctuation is the borders dividing our countries. Yes. Colin, do you want to yes. go next? And of please course. make it good. Of course, really I want to go next. Sum this up with something uh, strong. I mean, we gotta give the listeners what they want. Yeah, they've they been clamoring for this. Uh, so my uh, upcoming book is called. Uh, the mind gremlins are screaming again. Okay. And, uh, wow, this is part of your series. Yep, yep, yep. Another yep. Mind Gremlins book. <laughs> I love that. I mean, they're popular, but he is really just sucking mind at gremlins, this. Mind Gremlins, that's really nice. That's I mean, a when, nice title. When you have something that works, I mean... It's a real series of unfortunate ev- events. <laughs> that's yes. also the name of Colin's autobiography. Yeah, and I guess just to, to let anyone who hasn't read any of my... Uh, my gremlins, gremlins book yeah. it is mm-hmm. not talking about voices inside your head it, uh-uh. it is actual gren- gremlins that uh burrow into your skull yeah. Collins, nice. Collins got rats in his brain we don't have time to get into this Cassandra. <laughs> i don't want to get into where i draw my inspiration from uh but Do i will you draw say it from the rats in your brain they've been chewing <laughs> colin please give us the first line of this book <laughs> Easy. <laughs> so uh, the first line of this book is, um, and just you can just read it off of the note. Yeah, of <laughs> yeah well, I mean, I have, my, I have my book right here. Yeah, of course. Yeah, read it from the book. I'm just going to read it from Colin, the book. Be like, go ahead and read it. I'm going to read it, and uh, ah, you can yes. hear the pages turning. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I'll just, they uh, need to know. I'll just read it from the book. Well, there's another gremlin. Long tail, <laughs> mouse-like body, but bigger, <laughs> oh. and it's trying to squeeze into my nose again. Oh, nice. It's dialogue. Last <laughs> I love when we start in media res. <laughs> well, I know what happened last time I tried to stop a gremlin from getting into my nose, so I think it's best if I just let it do what it's going to do. Hopefully, I get a story from this, and so that's the first sentence. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. that's honestly very exciting. Yeah, it's I very so. inviting. It's it's oh, we've started and something's Ooh, yeah. happening. We're here. We're in it. Yeah. Yes. There's no unnecessary preamble. You no. always start with an animal climbing inside of a human's body, or whatever works exciting. for you. Now, Cassandra. <laughs> yes. um, would you like to give us the title of your upcoming book? Oh, sure. Let me yeah. crack it open. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, I did bring a copy with me today. Yeah, yeah. you brought uh, a lot of stuff you because, you. as we said, you know, this is just what our listeners love. I know that everyone's and it's fun for clamoring. us too. Everyone's wet to hear this. Yes, um, stopping. 
just sliding out. Um, so, uh, yes, this is from my, uh, new, it's, it's, it is a cross genre fant- fantasy self-help oh, book. more genre bending. Um, mm. so this is, um, why you're in that tree there? And that is why you're in that tree there. Why you're in that tree there. Can I just ask, is this is this the sentence repeated three times in a row? Yes, it okay. is repeated three times. Great. That was not Why you're in that Why tree, in that I sh- tree I sh- there. I shouldn't have interrupted. I'm so sorry. Why you're in that tree there. Why you're in that tree there. I'm deep inside of the tree. And I don't know how I get inside. Oh, where? Did they all go? I wish I had some help. Hi, I'm going to be guiding you today. And this is the beginning. So strap in, young lads. That's the first. And what is the title of that book? Why? You're in that tree there. (laughs) I love when a narrator just eases you into it. Says, hey, I'm going to be guiding you. Yes. Take me by the hand. Yes. Here we go into the book. It's very nice. Cassandra, thank you so thank much you for so coming much. on the podcast. Oh, thank you. Do you need you. us to get you a car home? Oh, I would love that, oh, actually. Sh- I should not I'd have promised. I actually really love that. I it really feels like you've promised me a few things today. Things. That, um, have been... I was kind of hoping you would just politely decline. And oh, we could... no. I never decline anything. My mother taught me to never decline. Always take it, Cassandra. It's a good Always policy. take it. Um, well, uh, we'd like to just end by asking if you have any advice for young writers, aspiring writers listening. Um, if it doesn't work in America, bring it to Germany. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cassandra. And that's the end of, of that, that chapter. chapter. <laughs> wow. Powerful stuff. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.